<coughs> all right, Shavosai, good morning, good morning, and a Freilich and Purim. Let's begin by thanking all of our sponsors, to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar, to thank Stephen Tarizin for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in memory of the commemoration of the 10th yard site of Terry's father, Dr. Harry Kansi Hirsch Ben Yosef Hakohen. We thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shurim and Drushos this month. The commission of the yard site of Paul's grandparents, Zacharia Ben Zacharia and Dina Bas Pesach. Our week of learning sponsors, Moshe David and Hannah Arkman, in commission of the upcoming 23rd yard site of Moshe David's father, Fischl Beryl Ben Yitzcha Gershon Zichron Levracha, whose yard site is Shushan Purim. And Dr. Ron Gardenhouse in the schos of Rafur Shlima for his father-in-law, Natan Ben Rifka. Our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Alan and Sue Meirowitz. We thank all of our sponsors and we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshama Slav and Aliyah, the families in Nechama and all those who have it, require a Rafua should have one together with Kol Cholei Yisrael. Rebosi, with that, let us begin. What a schos it is, Baruch Hashem, to be able to learn together on Purim, remember like we saw that yesterday, Purim, or some other day beforehand, before yesterday, is Purim is another Kabbalah Satora. And Purim, of course, is whereas Klal Yisrael said, Na'asev and Ishra by Har Sinai, and with that, it was, it was truly their affirmation to accept Torah Shebechsav, Na'asev will do, V'nishma, we'll hear Torah Shebechsav, Purim ultimately, again, is the umtiv of Torah Shebechsav. It's the umtiv, and when we reaffirm our commitment to Torah Shabbat Peh, and again, every single morning, Baruch Hashem, we are Zoha to be able to begin our day with Torah Shabbat Peh, so how beautiful it is to be able to do it on Purim as well, and wonderful to see everyone here. So I'll say with that, let us begin. So we left off, we left off on Membez, Ahmed Bez, three lines up from the bottom. So for both of you, if you remember again, we we're trying to reconcile the Mishnah and the Brisa. So again, remember... So remember, the Mishnah spoke about the idea that a Nazir could be chayiv for multiple forms of Tumah, or I should say multiple instances of Tumah. So which sounds like, again, Tumah Mosif al Tumah. But yet again, we saw a Brisa that indicated that a coin, if he's carrying a corpse, and then again he goes ahead and, and touches another corpse, that there is no additional Tumah. So we're trying to reconcile those two ideas. So remember again, we ended off with the last piece over here, Maishna, actually five lines, four lines for the bottom, Kan bichibure adam ba'adam, kan bichibure adam b'meis. The truth is the Gemara discusses that it's really two different types of connections. One is talking about literally chiburi adam ba'adam, a connection of a person with a person. One is the per- connection of a person with a mace. I will say, what does this mean practically? So take a quick look at the rush. The rush is six lines up from the bottom. Kan bichiburi adam ba'adam, kan bichiburi adam ba'adam So listen to how the rush spelled this out. He says, Ruvain shenaga b'shimin. So if Ruvain touches Shimon, ba'ot shimin nogea b'meis. So we'll say, here's the case. If Ruvain touches Shimon, right? And Shimon is touching a corpse. So now, what's the halacha? Now, specifically, we want to know what's the halacha for Ruvain, right? Because Shimon, obviously, we'll say, what's, what's Shimon's halacha? Shimon's touching a corpse. So what's Shimon's halacha? Shimon's, Shimon's tamizayim, right? He's, he's going to be tamizayim for seven days. The shayla is, Ruvain's touching Shimon, and Shimon's touching a corpse. So what is Ruvain's status? So what's the halacha? Tamizayim min haTorah. Ruvain is going to be tamizayim for seven days. So we'll say, essentially, if Ruvain touches Shimon and Shimon's touching the corpse, it's as if what? It's as if Ruvain's touching the corpse. What, what's, the, what's the mathematical thing? If, if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's called logic. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Doctor, right? Okay, good. It's called logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. It's good. So, wait, so, you know, if Reuven's touching Shivan, Shivan's touching the corpse. So, this, if, if Reuven's touching the corpse also, therefore, Reuven, no, there isn't like a. A equals B, B equals C, A equals C. A equals C. A equals C. Property. See, Doctor, I knew it was called something fancy. All right, good. Let's say, so, let's go back to this, right? So, look at the rush. Look at the rush. So, that, that's Doraisa. That's Doraisa. So, Uperik Imamidin, so Dorishle, Mikola Sheigabatami, Aval Ruvain, we'll say, here, look, watch this, Aval Ruvain, Shinagabashimin, Vishimin Balevi, Balevi Bemes, Tome Tumas Erev Minhatora. So, we'll say, watch this, watch this. Ruvain touches Shimon, Shimon's touching Levi, Levi's touching the corpse. So, we'll say, what's the distinction between cases one and two? Ruvain is one more step removed. So, in that case over here, what's the halacha? This is fascinating. Ruvain is only Tomei Tumas Erev. What's Tumas Erev, I'll say? In other words, he's Tomei for one day until he has Erev Shemesh. After that, he's going to be Tar. But watch this, what the Rosh says, Umidrabanon Tumas Zayin. But Midrabanon, he has a Tuma of seven days. So I'll say that's the distinction that the Gemara wants to make over here. There's a distinction between the case of Ruvain touching Shimon and Shimon touching the corpse, in which case Ruvain himself is going to be Tomei Tumas Zayin. Literally, again, it's as if Ruvain himself is touching the corpse. Versus a case of where Reuven is touching Shimon, Shimon is touching Levi, Levi is touching the corpse. In that case, again, Reuven will only be chayiv midda oraisa, tumah for unachayiv. But Reuven will be tummy one day until her of Shemesh, but midra abanon, tummy seven days. I will say, but bottom line, the Gemara says, aval, tumah v'tumah lo. So I will say, but one thing you begin to see clear is that it appears that tumah does not, you can't, you can't be... It's the best way to say this. There, there, there is no such concept of adding on additional layers of Torah. Well, so remember again, everything's coming back to our Mishnah. Because what did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah said that halacha if a Nazir is becoming Tami multiple times within one day, then what's the halacha? What's the halacha? Assuming he has hasra on each individual time, what's the halacha? He's going to be chayiv for each instance, right? If there's no, sorry, if there's one hasra, one hasra, He's chayiv once for multiple times. If there's individual hasros for each time, he's going to be chayiv. Now we'll say, what's the shayla on that? The shayla on that is the Gemara said, that he's already tamay. He's already tamay. So what is it exactly that he's adding on? So the Gemara says, from all of this discussion, it would appear, tumah v'tumah that adding on additional layers of tumah does not really increase liability because once you're tamay, you're already tamay. Daha mitamay v'kayim. To which the Gemara said, one second. Tuma ubiya nami hamitami v'kai. Also, here's the problem with this. If you remember again, if we go back to yesterday's daf, the Gemara made a very interesting observation that by Nazir, there are two different, there are two different articulations of Tuma, right? If you remember again, the Lashon of the Pasuk was, uh, actually it was on Amadalev. Lashon of the Pasuk was, lo yitama, lo yitama, Nazir can't become Tame, and lo yavo. And he should not come into an ohel Ohel Ames, which the Gemara understood to mean that a Nazir himself could be Chayef twice. Why? Once for becoming Tomei, and then once for entering into an Ohel. But why should that be true? Because at the end of the day, we'll say, if you're already Tomei, then what? If you're already Tomei, you're already Tomei. So what does it matter if I, right, the Nazir touches a corpse, and then afterwards he comes into an Ohel Ames? Why should there be secondary liability for that second act of coming into the Ohel if at the end of the day he is already Tomei? To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, Tumo bia, I'm sorry, about Tumo, 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 Tumo
So this is very interesting. So Rabbi Yochanan wants to suggest maybe two different cases. One is talking about a house, one is talking about a field. Take a look at the last rush. Kan bebayis, last line of the rush. Adam tar nichnas la ola meis, the history of Mishum lo yavo, Mishum lo yitama, loke base. Suppose they listen to this. So tummy a tar person who walks into an ola meis. Suppose they say this guy is Nazir's tar and he's walking into an ola meis. What's the halach? And they give him asra. He is going to be chayiv twice. It's fascinating. Why chayiv twice? Because he's in violation of both prohibitions of Nazirus. Number one, lo yavo about entering into Oala Mace, and what? And Lo Yitama. They're happening simultaneously. Lo Kebeis, Sheshneim Bal Keachas. For Lo Haya Mchulal Vaomed. Ava Besada, Teleka Ohel Lo Meshkacha Sheila Kebeis. So we'll say this is actually fascinating. So the Imam wants to suggest maybe the case of where a Nazir could go ahead and be Chayiv dual liability is a case where a Tahir, tahir Nazir walks into a home in which there is a mace. In which case, in the moment he enters in, there's double liability. What's the double liability? Number one, lo yavo. Lo yavo, he's entering into an ohel. Number two, number two, lo yitama. But perhaps if he goes in and first encounters a mace at the field, and then goes into a house, there won't be dual liability. Why? Because he is already tame. So we twitch the Gemara, stop of Mem Gimel. The bayis nami kevin da'ayel yodei istoiv, so we'll say, even in a house, it's actually very interesting. We'll say, the rush points out to something, something fascinating. If you take a look, I'll actually just look at the rush. The rush says over here, nami. See in the rush left hand column, Mem Gimel Amit Aleph, 43a. So the rush says, this is fascinating. When you enter into a house, so we assume that what happens, your whole body doesn't enter into the house at once, right? What happens? If you can imagine for a moment, right, when a person walks, their hands move, right? Even if you're not conscious of it. So when you walk into the house, it's quite possible your hand enters into the house. Now, Rebbe said, listen to how fascinating this is. Listen to how fascinating this is. A home where there is a corpse in the home, Tomas Mace, the way Tomas Mace works is it's as if the entire home is filled with Toma. Right? So if you could imagine, see, we think about the fact that there's a corpse in a house, so the corpse is localized. No, once there's a corpse in a house, essentially, the corpse Toma spreads throughout the entire home, and it's Ki'ilu, the entire home is filled with Toma. So we'll say, remember what the Gemara just said before? Follow this train of thought for just a second. When can you give me a case of dual liability for a Nazir? What did the Gemara want to suggest? What's the case of dual liability? Where a Nazir Tahar walks into a home where there's a corpse. Why? Because in that moment, there's simultaneity. What's the simultaneity? Number one, number one, lo yavo, you're entering into an ohel. And number two, lo yitama. They're happening at the same time. To which the Gemara says, they're not happening at the same time. See, when I walk into the house, my hand goes in first. Now, we'll say, interestingly enough, you're only in violation of lo yitama, or lo, lo yavo, lo yavo, when your body enters, right? But yet, you become tummy as soon as what? Your hand touches the tumma. Well, when my hand goes into the house, so to speak, it's as if my hand is touching the mace, in which case, I'm in violation of lo yitama, but yet, I'm not really chayiv for lo yavo until when? Till when? 
till the majority of my body enters into the home. So once again, there's no simultaneity. If there's no simultaneity, then how could there be dual liability? So fascinating. To which the Gemara says, Back to the Gemara. Once my hand enters in, I'm going to become Tomei. Rabbi Lazar says, listen to this. Sirif yado, mishum tuma ika, mishum bia leka. Rabbi Lazar says like this. If I extend my hand into the house, ultimately again, there's going to be liability for tuma, right? But ultimately again, there is no liability for bia. Bia also means entering into a home, tumas ohel, right? Tumas ohel is only violated whether the body enters. Sirif gufo, if ultimately, again, I extend my body into the home, then Tuma Ubiya Bahadi Hadadi Kaasu. Sayyidina Khinar says, You're right, you're right. The case of simultaneity, Rabbi has to be a case where what? It's not my hand that enters first, but rather what? I guess I keep my hands by my side, and Halakh I enter in, I enter in at once. Again, Rabbi say, All we're trying to figure out, understand, all we're trying to figure out is a case where there could be dual liability. So whether it's a practical case or not a practical case is irrelevant. This is how Gemara is always structured. We're just trying to find a case. So Rebbe saying, Ena the only case of dual liability would be where you're entering in with your body at once. To which the Gemara says, but that's not possible. Rebbe say, listen to this, it's an interesting case. The Gemara says a case, although this seems like a shtickle, like Jewish profiling over here, right? The Gemara says, well, your nose is going to enter first, right? The Gemara says, right? Right? So, right? so what happens? What the Gemara is essentially saying is, anytime your body enters into a space, right? It's not the shot, your whole body can't enter first, right? In other words, there's always going to be a piece of your body that comes like that. In other words, what Rabbi wants to suggest is, okay, you're in a chinami, when can you have simultaneity? When, you're, when you enter with your whole body at once, but by Metzios, it doesn't happen that way. Right? By Metzios, there, there's some part of your body that enters first. Your nose enters first. Right? So the Gemara says, So Rav says, okay, fine. Let's, let's analyze. So Rav says like this. You're right. Let, let's break down the case. If when walking into the house, your arm enter, your hand enters first, I will say, what's the case of where your hand enters first? That's where you're just walking, right? You're walking, you're not conscious. Your hand doesn't enter first. So I will say, what happens if your hand enters first? I will say, again, what happens? I will say, the reason why these Gemaras are incredible is because although, again, our focus is on the zeros, the amount of halachas and information we are picking up along the way is absolutely dramatically amazing. Absolutely dramatically amazing. I will say, I just want to point something out to you. The, the Medrash brings down, the Medrash brings down that, that Haman, when did Haman know that at the end of the day he was not going to win against the Jewish people? So the Medrash brings down that one day he walked into the base Medrash and he heard the Tinoko Shabbos Rabban learning the halachos of Kamitza. Of Kamitza. What's the halachos of Kamitza? You know, by Karba Mincha. Right, the coin takes the three fingerfuls, the three fingerfuls of flour, right, to shave off the side, and at the end of the day, again, that's what's offered up on the mizbeach. The rest is consumed by the coin. Haman saw the Jewish children are learning hilchos kmitza, so ultimately, again, he's not going to win against the Jewish people. What's the pshat? What's 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 the pshat? The hilchos kmitza through Haman's confidence in what? I would say, what's hilchos kmitza? 
Choskenitsa is like a detail should be details, right? You know, it's, 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 such, a, such, a, it's such a detail within Jewish law. I'll say, what's the Nitzchias of Klal Yisrael? The Nitzchias of Klal Yisrael is that on one hand, we could be big picture people, but we could also be exceptionally granular when necessary. We're big picture and we're detail oriented, right? We have this destiny, this vision, this future, but we also believe in being incredibly medactic, incredibly meticulous with every single detail of our lives and with every single detail of Avodas Hashem. That's Kamitz. And I both say, that's what we're doing over here. Look at the details. Look at how beautiful the details and the beauty of our people is in our commitment, mamish, to even the smallest of details in our Avodas Hashem. So let's go back to a detail. What happens when you go ahead and you put your hand into a home in which there is a corpse. What is that, what is that, what is that ki'ilu? What is that like? What are you doing? It's as if what? It's as if you're touching the corpse itself. So that's what Rava says. So watch this. Hichnis yado. Say if you put your hand into a home in which there is a corpse, mishum tuma ika, mishum bialaka. Then ultimately, you're going to be chayv of tuma, right? You're going to be mishum tuma, right? There is a din of tuma, but no din of bia. Bia, remember again, means tumas ohel. Because also remember again, we're going with the idea now we're going to the idea now about there is no tuma v'tuma, right? The only time that there's multiple layers of tuma is when? Is when? Simultaneity. If there's no simultaneity, then you'll acquire one state but won't acquire the other. So if your hand goes into the house first, you'll be chayed because of tuma, and ultimately, again, not because of tumas ohel. Mishum bia ika. I'm sorry. Mishum tuma ika. Mishum bia leka. Hichnis kufo. Right. Ultimately, again, if your whole body enters at once, then einachinami tuma ubia bahadi hadadi kaasyon. I will say, if your whole body enters into the home at once, then what? Then Allah lemaisu there's simultaneity, and therefore you will be chayir for both tuma and bia. Good. Vaha i after the law ayel etzba asad the kar eberisha. Once again, the gemara says, come on. There's no such thing as simultaneity by entry of the body into the home. After all, again, I will say at least my big toe. Now the Gemara switching gears, right? My big toe, right? My toe ultimately again is going to go ahead and go into the house. Right? So I will say, Salah Chalamaisa again. What's going on over here? So the Gemara says, Vaha i Afshad Dalo Ayo, Vahi Afshad Dalo Ayo, Etz Baase de Karei Bereisha, Vinochis Le Tuma. Listen to this. What's the case? The case is where a person is entering into a home. So we'll say, again, these are a little bit far-fetched cases, but they're trying to illustrate a point. Where if you imagine for just a moment, the Nazir, the Nazir goes into the house how in a closed box. In a closed box, Right? Sorry, Mr. Flum, well, you wanted to add something over there. I was going to say, sorry. So, 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 so ultimately, what, what happens? So, right, the Nazir is taken into the home, taken into the home in a closed box. So, I'll say, so what happens? So, what happens? Once he's in the house, we'll say, remember again, we do this all the time, right? We're not looking, we're not looking for a practical case. What are we looking for? What are we looking for? A possible case. That's all. That's all. I'm going to say it again. This is, this is all the time we do this. So, right, the Nazir is being taken into the home in a box, in a sealed box. And I will say, then what happens? Once he's in the home, his friend decides to play a practical joke in what? Open it up. Right? Open it up. Now, I will say, now what happens once he opens it up? So, I will say, so now you have simultaneity. What two Yisram are occurring at once? Number one, Tumah. 
And number two, Bia Tumas Ohel. That'll be the case. What I'll say, what the Gemara is essentially saying is, you're right, other than that, you're going to be hard-pressed to find the case of simultaneity. Why? Because it's fascinating. Any case of entry into the home, any case of entry into the home, the Bible says, always by definition going to require what? One part of the body entering first. Well, if one part of the body is entering first, then effectively what you'll always have is Tuma before Bia. Tuma before Bia. Which I will say, if you think about it, it's such an incredible yisod. If you want to enter into anything in life, it's very hard to enter with your totality. Rather, again, entering into something new usually requires one little part at a time. Right? Often, in other words, when we want to experience growth, often we want like meteoric growth, right? I, I, want, I want cathartic, comprehensive, total change at once. And the truth is, whenever you're entering into something new, it's always stage by stage, bit by bit, piece by piece, incremental growth. Mar Barabashi Amar, Kigon Da'al Kishu Goses, Finofak Nishmase Adiyot, Sobose Achi, this is very interesting. Mar Barabashi, no, I can give you another case of Samakinati. Watch this, Sobose, this is a great case. Imagine the following situation. Nazir goes to do Beaker Holden. Listen to this. Nazir goes to do Beaker Holden. And I will say, what happens? As he's sitting there doing bigger cholim, what happens? What happens? The guy dies. The guy dies. Oh, that's simultaneity. That's simultaneity. Because you're mostly right there, he's sitting there. What does he have? Tuma and Ohel all at once. Now the Gemara frames it as a, a goses. A goses, Rechamon is a person, again, who's on the, who was on the cusp of death. So he goes in there while the guy's a goses. Finafak nishmasei, the guy dies. Adi Yosef tuma ubiya bahadi adadi kaasi, and tuma ubiya are coming at once. Fine. So we'll say. So therefore, two possible cases of simultaneity. One of the shida table migdal, where the nazir goes into the box. Second one is where the nazir goes to visit someone who's on the cusp of death. Guy dies while he's there. Ultimately, simultaneity. Rabbi will say. But what I just want to point out over here is the gemara is operating under the premise that there is no tuma v'tuma. That in Achinami, in other words, once you would go ahead and become Tameh, ultimately, again, there would be no additional liability for enhanced Tumah after that, because there's no such thing as enhanced Tumah after you're already Tameh. Now, again, whether we accept that, we'll have to see, and how that stems with the Mishnah, we're going to have to see as well. Turn Rabbanon. So we'll say, Lehechalo, the Pazik says, to profane him. Right? So we'll say, the Pazik says, Lo yitama bal ba'amov lehechalo. So we'll say, so again, this is talking about by the kahuna, right? That ultimately, again, now the specific Pasek is actually talking about, is actually talking about halacha um, lamaisa, that if a Kohen is married to a woman he's not allowed to be married to, that halacha lamaisa, he's not allowed to become tummy to her, for her, I should say. So in other words, normally a Kohen, non-Kohen God, a Kohen Hedyot, is permitted to go ahead and become tummy for one of the seven close relatives, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a son, a daughter, and a spouse. If a Kohen is illegally married, he's not permitted to become Tame for his illegal wife. Fine, so watch this. So turn out, Baralah Hechalo, Ad Sha'a Sheyamos. Ad Sha'a Sheyamos. We'll say, so what does this mean, Lehechalo? So look at, look at the rush for just a moment. So the rush, I'll say, is in my rush, it's uh, five lines up from before it gets wide. Lehechalo, Ad Sha'a Sheyamos, La Fuke Meguyot Vigoses. So this is actually quite amazing. So the Gemara says as follows. Sorry. Um, so listen. So let's listen to this. What does lehechalo mean? So listen to this. 
So the Rush explains, Ad, or the Gemara says, Ad Shiyamos, meaning, what, what, Torah says a coin is not permitted to profane himself. What does that mean? That a coin is not allowed to, the, the coin is not allowed to be in proximity to a corpse. What does it exclude? Someone who's a gosais. Someone who's a gosais. In other words, lehechalo means a coin can't profane himself. Profaning himself means exposure to a corpse. It does not mean exposure to a gosais. Exposure to a gosais. In other words, you might have thought lehechalo means a coin can't even be in proximity to someone who's actively dying. Kamash no. Lehechalo, the prohibition is only ad shiyamos, an actual corpse. Actual corpse. So the Gemara says, Rebbe, Omar Rebbe says, Bimosam yitama. Basik says, Bimosam yitama. Ultimately, again, or lo yitamala, it's actually lo yitamala hem bimosam. So the Gemara says, Ad shiyamos. Ad shiyamos. So, in other words, same idea. Cohen cannot, Cohen is not allowed to be contaminated to someone after they've died. So the Gemara says, now I will say, both of the Drushas seem to be saying the same thing, which is, the prohibition for a Cohen is only to be around the corpse. There is no prohibition for a coin to be around who? To be around who? Someone who is dying. So the Gemara says, So what's, I don't say, both seem to be saying the same thing. And I will say, Babi, I just want to point out to you, this is actually a major drasha. Because I will say, I would have thought that perhaps there should be a prohibition upon a coin to visit someone, let's say for a coin to do bigger holim, who's dying, right? Maybe a coin shouldn't be able to do that. So the past is saying, no, the prohibition upon a coin is ultimately, again, exposure to a corpse, not to someone who's dying. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan says, the truth is, there's no practical difference between these opinions, but rather, ultimately, again, it's just the machlokis and drashas. And how they're dashing. Okay. Rishlagish says, no, no, no. Goseis ika benayu. Rishlagish actually in Afkamino will be a goseis. Watch this. Lamandar me lehechalo. So I'll say, ultimately, again, the one who says lehechalo, afilu goseis. So I'll say, this is actually fascinating. Rishlagish wants to suggest that from the lushan of lehechalo, or lehechalo, it includes that a coin cannot be around a goseis as well. I will say, take a look at the rush for just a moment. First Y line of the rush. So I will say, this is fascinating. So Rishakish wants to suggest like this. See, we translate the word, right? Again, that is going on who? Going on who? The Kohen. Kohen cannot profane himself. Reish Lakish says, Reish Lakish says, it also means a Kohen can't be around a Chalal. Now, I will say, normally what's a Chalal? A corpse, right? A corpse. Reish Lakish also comes to include someone who is soon going to be a corpse. I will say, what's Talacha by a Goses? There's a concept by a Goses of Rov Gosesin Lemisa. The majority of Gosesin, the majority of people who are Goses die. Die. I will say, by the way, when we say rove, rove in that context doesn't mean 51%. Rove means like rove, right? The majority of people ultimately again become, right? Who are goseis die. So the Gemara says, so watch this. So Rish Lakish says, if that would preclude a coin from being around the goseis as well. So the Gemara says, the one who says, no, 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 ad shiyamos in goseis lo. That only comes to include someone who's actively died. But ultimately, again, a coin would be permitted to be around the Gosei. So I will say, fantastic and overwhelming machlokas, dramatic machlokas, right? According to the Halo, a coin cannot be around the Gosei. According to Lo Yitama, 
Dafka a corpse. So we'll say, Sadiq Mura is going to ask, what each opinion does with the other drasha? So according, ultimately, again, to the first opinion, who uses Mila Hechalo, what does he use? Bimosam, Haksib Bimosam, Bimari Be'elichid Rebbe, uses that for Rebbe. What does Rebbe say? Desanya Rebbe Omer, Bimosam Eino Metame, Ava Metame Binagasam, Ubezivasam. And we'll say, comes to teach us that ultimately, again, he cannot become Tame, he can't become Tame, Ultimately, again, ultimately, um, in a case of Tumah, but he can become Tameh ultimately, again, for other forms of Tumah. For example, there'd be no prohibition for him to becoming Tameh to someone who has Tsaras, or someone who has, or someone who is a Zav. So I said, the prohibition upon Tumah is definitely going to be on Tumah's mace, but not on other forms of Tumah. Not on other forms of Tumah. So where does the person who learned B'mosam, where does he get this svara? That the prohibition of exposure to Tumah is dafka Tumah's meis, but not to other forms of Tumah. Im kein lima krab b'mos. Torah could have phrased in the singular. My B'mosam. What does B'mosam come to teach me? Shamas mina tarik. He comes to teach me two halachas. Number one. Number one. That halacha l'maysa. Halacha l'maysa. That he can't be around the gosis. And number two, that he's also permitted to be around other forms of Tumah. Incredible. So, according to the opinion of what does he do with Lehechalo? Rebbe say, listen to this. This comes to teach me that the prohibition is only upon someone who's not already Tameh. Fascinating. So, Rebbe say, again, the prohibition of exposure to Tumah is only upon what? Or only upon who? Someone who is not already Tameh. But someone who is already Tameh, ultimately, again, does not have an additional prohibition of Tumah. So I will say, take a look. This is actually incredible, if you think about it, by the way. Right? So I will say, this, this is in line with what we were saying before, that there is no Tumah of a Tumah. Right? The prohibition, ultimately, again, of Lo Yitama, or I should say, Bimos Lo, is to teach me, ultimately, the only time there's a prohibition of Tumah, is when you're tar, and I'm making yourself Tomei. But if a person is already Tomei, they're not in violation of Lehei Chalo. I say, but the one who uses Lehei Chalo to teach me about Goseis, he also needs this Svara. Where does he learn it out from? Imkein, Lema Kral Lahachel. My, so we'll say, if that's the case, it could have said in singular, my lehechalo. Why does it say, well, I shouldn't say singular, could have just said lehechal. Why does it say in the longer form of lehechalo? Shamas mina tarti, to teach me both of these halachas. Incredible, incredible. So we'll say, let's go back to some esvei, adam eno metame ela ache teitze nafsho. So we'll say, halacha is, that a person does not confer, does not, does not confer tuma upon someone else. Until they die. In other words, it was a corpse tuma is only transmitted upon the death of the individual. I vafila meguyad vafila goses. It was a meguyad means like even like a person is mortally wounded. Right, let's say a person is mortally wounded. You know for sure they're going to die. Or a person is a goses. Halachalamaisa. So what the Gemara is saying is like this. Even if you know for sure a person is going to die, they do not go ahead and create tumas meis until when? Until when? Until they actually die. So the Gemara says, So we'll say, listen to this. This is a contradiction. Because what did we just say before? We'll say, we just said before that the drush of Lehechalo teaches me what? Lehechalo teaches me that even, even a Goseis, 
right, confers Tumah, right? Lehechal Kohen can't even be around the Goseis. But here we're saying quite explicitly that a Goseis does not create Tumah. So what's going on over here? Boss, this is an incredible Gemara. Get ready for this. Le'inyan tamuye ad So Boss, get ready for this. In terms of going ahead and conferring, or I, just, I guess conferring is the right word, conferring Tumah upon others, ultimately that doesn't happen until the person dies. Watch this. But however, in terms of becoming profane, profane, that happens even with exposure to a goses. So what's going on over here? Take a look at the last rush on the daf. This is absolutely incredible. The owner wants to make the following suggestion. There is a distinction between Tumo and Lehechalo. And let's say, when does a person become Tame? When does a coin become Tame? When? When? When, a, when he's exposed to a corpse. But I will say there's a concept of lehechalo. Lehechalo is chulin. When does a coin become profane? When does it become profane? I will say a goseis. A goseis. Two different states that the Gemara is introducing us to. One of tumah and one of chulin. Which I will say is such an incredibly profound yisod. So tumah only a corpse. But lehechalo, the Gemara says, it's possible that one violates that even when even halacha lemaisa, when they are exposed ultimately to a goses. If you think about the profound Musar Haskel, I will say, in life, there's also two different states. What are the two different states? There's Tumah and there's Chulin, right? What's Tumah? We'll say Tumah is when I do something that's objectively wrong. There's Tumah. What's Chulin? What's Chulin? I will say Chulin is, I'm not doing something that's objectively wrong, but I'm also not, also not furthering my cause in life. In other words, we'll say... A person can be engaged in activity which may not be usser and may not be wrong, but at the end of the day, is still not what is going to get me towards my desired goal in life. So Tumah, again, there's Tumah. I would say, no, is, is this not? Is, no, does, does no one else see this as absolutely incredible that we're learning this on Purim? Uh, I would say, this is the entire Yisod of Purim. What's the Avod of Purim? The Avod of Purim is take the things that normally make you whole. Take the things that normally divest you of Kedusha. Take the Basar, take the Yayin, take the Simcha, which could so often derail a person and lift it up and make it something special. Because in life, so often all we're focused on is the avoidance of Chulin, avoidance of Tumah. You could live a life where you avoid Tumah. And at the same time, I'm still not self-actualizing. I'm still not becoming the person I need to be. Why? Because ultimately, again, I'm still, be, I'm still Chulin. You could, be, you could avoid a state of Toma, but still be in a state of Chulin. I'm Parif. Well, see, you know how many of us go through life and we're Parif? You know how like, some people love to be Parif? They love to be Parif. Why? Because like, they never know like, what's coming down the pike, right? I, I don't want to miss out on something. I would say the worst thing in life is don't be Parif. Choose a son. Be Milchiks or be Fleshiks, right? But whatever you're going to be, like, be something in life. Don't just go through life being chulin. Don't just go through life being mediocre. Ah, but I'm not Tomei. It's true. You're not Tomei. But you're just mediocre. 
We don't have to be mediocre. The goal in life is not the avoidance of Tumah. The goal of life is not to go ahead and say, okay, at least I'm chulin. The goal in life is to accomplish something great. The goal in life is the actualization of our Torah. Two different stages. Tumah and chulin, neither of them good. We want progress. We want accomplishment. We want something great. I'm a base. We'll say quickly. We have a few minutes left. Amrav Chistam Rav. Nikta Rosha Shalaviv, fascinating cases. People say, now we just want to point out, we've transitioned a little bit over here to Kahuna, to Kahuna. So the Gemara says over here, Nikta Rosha Shalaviv. Let's say a Kohen has a father, and the father's head was chopped off. So we'll say, Swat's Talacha, Enamatamelo. In this case, in this case, ultimately, the son cannot become Tommy to his father. Right? My time, what's the reason for this? Amakra, Laaviv. So I say, because the Pasik says, when is a coin, coin head yod, when is a coin permitted to go out and become tummy for his father? Le'aviv. How do we dash in le'aviv? Bizman shu shalim, velo bizman shu chaser. Ultimately, again, when the father is complete, and not when he's chaser. It's fascinating, we'll say, no? Le'aviv, in other words, what the Gemara is essentially dashing, we'll say, is what? Is what? What does le'aviv mean? Intact father. Intact father, we'll say, by the way, it's also such a good musr. What does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a father? To be a father means to be an intact parent. Which means, what I will say, you have to have your head on your shoulders. Right? If you don't have your head on your shoulders, you're not going to be an effective father. To parent in the right way requires incredible thought, incredible forethought. And I will say, by the way, Purim is a good time to remind ourselves of this lesson because we're going to be incredibly besimcha. We have to make sure we have an incredible opportunity over the Amtov of Purim as fathers to model for our children what Simcha Bitara looks like, right? Like the Gemara says, Adam Nivchan Begimel Drachan. A person, you can see the true t- nature of a person in three ways Bekoso, Bekiso, Ubekaso. How he drinks, how he spends his money, and how he gets angry. It's incredible, I both say, because again, all three of those are really rooted in the first one. You see all the other two with Koso. When a person drinks a little bit, that or a lot, that's when the true nature of the person ultimately comes out. And I both say, we have an incredible opportunity on Purim to model for our children what Simcha Bikdusha actually looks like. To be a parent, to be a father, your head has to be on straight. You have to have your hashkafas right. You have to have your ruchnius in order. Then and only then can you be a proper mashbia upon your child. If the head is missing, the head is missing, there's no father. That's not law of it. So the Gemara says, Amr Rav Ravamnuna, El Miyato, Kazo Bapiksa, Da Arvos, Upasqua, Ganbe, Lerashe, Hachinami, Delole, Tamile. I asked Rabbi Sayyid, what about the following case? What happens if the father and son are traveling in Piksa, Da Arvos? I will say, Piksa da Arvos was a bad neighborhood. Bad neighborhood. I guess contemporarily you could say like downtown. Right? So we'll say, so let's, let's say you were, go, right, you were traveling in a bad neighborhood where let's say Chas Shalom there was a chance of Chas Shalom decapitation. Right? So, uh, so what's going to happen then? The father was killed there. So the son shouldn't be metami himself for his father? No, 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 no. That's a mis mitzvah. The father's traveling in a bad neighborhood, and something happens to the father. Under that circumstance, under that circumstance, then of course we go ahead and we call that a mis mitzvah. So we'll say ultimately again, if that would be a mis mitzvah 
Somebody else would be chayiv to help. So certainly with his own father, he's going to be chayiv to help. So the Gemara says, V'hai meis mitzvah, one second. That's a meis mitzvah? The boss said, what's the definition of a meis mitzvah? V'atanya, ezuhu meis mitzvah. What's a meis mitzvah? Well, it's like, kol she'in lo kovrin. The boss said, meis mitzvah is someone who does not have anyone else to bury them. However, kori v'achirim onin also. But I will say, if halacha l'maisa, let's say someone dies. And you could call out to other people to help. And other people are willing to answer the call. When you have someone who is essentially, we'll say, what's a mis mitzvah? A mis mitzvah is someone who dies, and there is no one to either help or advocate for the deceased. But the moment that there is someone there to help or advocate for the deceased, that's no longer a mis mitzvah. So therefore, once there is a son who is present, by definition, that can't be a mis mitzvah. But ultimately, again, there is a son that's there. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 the Gemara says, since they're traveling in a more remote place, it's as if Halach Alamai said, someone who does not go ahead and have someone to bury them. So we'll say, we're going to stop over here for today. We'll just say, Merit Hashem, have a little bit more to do tomorrow. We'll give people a few minutes Merit Hashem, to get ready for the evening. We'll say, Shemendus Yashikayach. Shemendus Yashikayach. Shemendus Daf. Pardon. Shikayach, everyone. So just to be clear, we're leaving off in the middle of a sugya of ultimately, again, how much of a corpse has to be intact ultimately for the son Kohen to be metamate for his father. We have to be continued tomorrow.